It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome back to the Janice Dean Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. We've got two fabulous interviews today. We've got Emmy Eaton, a famous kid caster from Idaho who charmed everyone on Fox and Friends and all of our viewers a couple of weeks ago when she came to New York and did the weather with me. And our second conversation features Janet Curran and Connie Fredman, who both helped write an adorable children's book called Antoine's Tale. An Extraordinary Shelter Dog's Journey. That book would be a wonderful Christmas or birthday gift for any child, especially ones that love dogs and who doesn't love a good puppy tail. My first guest, though, is someone that interviewed me a few months ago on her own YouTube channel. Her name is Emmy Eaton, and I met her through her dad a few years ago when he was doing a news report in Idaho and decided to measure snow in chocolate bar sizes. It was such a fun and yummy way to tell a story, I immediately retweeted his forecast measurements, and we became fast friends. Since then, Nate, Emmy's dad, has interviewed me about weather stuff and other stuff, and when his daughter got into the broadcasting world and asked me to do an interview called Seven Questions with Emmy, of course I said yes. What I found out is that Nate is not the only talented storyteller or interviewer. His daughter, Emmy, is amazing as well. And when I found out Nate, Emmy, and the whole family were coming to New York, I knew we had to get her on the podcast right after she did the weather with me on Fox and Friends, which was a huge hit with our viewers and my bosses here at Fox. Emmy, you made today's Dean's List. Do you get that? Do you know what that is? Not really, but... I'm sure you'll make another one in your in your lifetime. Um, you know, when you go to school and you get good grades, they put you on mm-hmm. the dean's list. Actually, I never got to be on the dean's list, but my last name is Dean, so I thought it would be fun uh. to say you made the dean's list, the people that come on the podcast. <gasps> That's cool. Oh, so we're supposed to get stickers made, and when those happen, I will send you a few. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so Emmy, I I know your dad, actually, Nate. Yeah. And Nate's in the studio, and we have to kind of tell people how we met, right? Yeah, years ago, I was a news reporter in Richmond, Virginia. You know, Richmond doesn't get a lot of weather. You know that as a meteorologist. (laughs) And so uh, we were getting a big snowstorm, and so I decided to, you know, bring some uh, entertainment to the air, I guess, to... uh, measure the snow with Kit Kat bars. Yes. So we had a mini bar, the fun size, regular size, and a mega size. And we had called it the Kit Kat-o-meter. We uh, tweeted it out, and I think you retweeted it and commented, and then, um, yeah, that's how we got to know each and other. And that's how it all began. Over and- chocolate. <laughs> Not a bad start, actually. No, exactly. Chocolate goes right to my heart. Yes. Emmy, yeah, do you like chocolate? so good. It really is. Well, it depends on the chocolate, because like, I don't like dark chocolate, really. Me but- neither. I don't understand dark chocolate. They say it's healthier. It kind of doesn't. Uh, no wonder I mean, it's healthy because it doesn't taste good. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> fruits are good, though. Fruits? Like, what kind of fruits do you like? Watermelon. <gasps> My son Theodore loves watermelon. It's his favorite. So good. Yeah. 
All fruits are good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have a program called Seven Questions with Emmy. How long yep. have you been doing that for? Uh, well, I started it when I'm seven, and now I'm nine. For so for two years. Yep, I and think that's right. I don't know. <laughs> and you've really interviewed some pretty amazing people. Like you, yeah. <laughs> I love that that's your first response, that it would be me. But tell me some of the other amazing people you've interviewed. Drew Barrymore, <gasps> Dana Perino. She works here, right? She yeah. does. She's amazing. She's one of my besties. You. Yes. Um, Bill Hemmer, because I did like the Dana Perino and Bill Hemmer show. Oh, that's big. Yeah. yeah. A lot of other. Matthew McConaughey. I, Matthew McConaughey? Really? <laughs> Was yeah. he as cool as I think he is? Well, we had like five minutes to do the interview, and then, but it was bad because we heard a whole lady's conversation. Well, oh my gosh, you kind of have to tell uh, the. And, and Emmy was sick that over? day. So it I was, was sick, so my voice was all like question number two. Oh no! But Matthew was very nice. He, yeah. his, they, do you they think you could do nice. a redo? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll call him. But we only got to do it because it was like the news press thing for Sing 2. Oh, so, so you only give you a little bit of time. Wait, you have his phone number? <laughs> <laughs> I might have his phone number. I don't, actually. I'm sorry. Oh, I can't lie to you. I can't lie to Emmy. I don't have Matthew McConaughey's phone number. Um, but listen, if there's a way I can tell him that he needs to do a longer interview with you, I will make that happen. You know what? Actually, I think Drew Barrymore has a little more pull than I do. Yeah, I don't know. You both are good reporters. Well, well, you're a weather person. That's right. It's the same thing, kind of. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I report the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so where do we start? What are you doing here in New York? Well, um, we just got in here. Well, I don't know if I should say yesterday morning or last night. That's It's the same thing. We got here at 12 a.m. Right. And then um, we just woke up um, to get ready for the Fox News show. Yes. I did the weather with Janice. How was it? It was amazing. Yeah. I got my close-up. <laughs> you, you got your close-up. And I have to tell you, you were so prepared because... I was late to the set because I was doing other things, and they had my report earlier than usual, and I got a text saying, you're on in two minutes, and I ran down the oh. elevator, and I was like, sometimes when that happens, I get a little bit anxious, and I'm thinking, yeah. oh my gosh, Emmy really might have to do the weather report because I'm going to be out of breath. Oh, well, yeah. I could have done it alone. I, I think... know you. Uh, well, of course you could have. Now we know that. So... Thankfully, producers are so nice to me. They made Brian Kilmeade, my co-host. Do you know what stretch means? Yeah. Okay, it means like he has to talk a little bit yeah. longer because I'm running down the elevator and running down the hallway to get to you. So he had to stretch on television, and then they went to a commercial break, and then they were like, okay, Janice, we'll have Emmy coming up right after the commercial. So I was so grateful because yeah. had... I mean, you might have had to go in and do the weather for me, just right uh, without any practice. Well, I could have. <laughs> you did maybe, amazing. Maybe for times that you're running late, they can just say, and now presenting Janice Dean and Emmy Eaton. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Now, don't tease me because I actually might pitch that as a show. We could. Would you like that? Yeah. Maybe we could take it on the road. We could do more than just weather. Except I have school. I'm missing oh, school for this. Oh, that's right. You have school. But it's good for missing school because I'm with you. Oh! 
I'll write you a note. How about that? Yeah. Oh, yes. I think your teacher would be like, who is this Janice Dean lady? She doesn't know. <laughs> she probably knows who you are. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, Her we'll talk. Her husband's going to college here. There's a lot of Fox fans in Idaho where we're from. Oh. Fox News is the channel. Yeah. So well, that's, that's they amazing. They probably know who you are. When I was on my first time, mm-hmm. everyone was texting mom and dad saying, Emmy was on Fox <gasps> News. I saw her. Well, can I tell you that I don't know if I've ever had a response like I just had in my 20 years here when you were doing the weather with me. My boss, my oh. big boss, the CEO here, emailed me and said what a great job you did. Oh, yes. Her name is Suzanne Scott. I don't get a lot of emails from her. <laughs> so you're really amazing. And you're, you know, you might be. Well, that- I think it was you. Oh, no. It's not me anymore, Emmy. It's all about <laughs> you. But so how did you feel? I mean, did you do you like the weather? Do you like reporting the weather? Yeah, but I think I want to stick with asking questions. Okay, so you like asking questions. Tell- but we could have a show like a segment on seven questions where you do the weather. And then on your show, I could. Um, ask people questions. Oh, I like that idea. I could ask questions about the weather. Absolutely. I le- we're already coming up with our show, JD yeah. and Emmy. Emmy and JD. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what are some of the questions that you ask people? Well, um, I ask people what advice they have for me. I asked you that, right? You did. Yep. Well, around Thanksgiving, like. In June, this was a long time ago, in June, we started asking people what they were thankful for. And so, like, we went very far ahead, and then we got a bunch of responses. So, some I don't ask what you're thankful for anymore, but we might ask, what do you want for Christmas? Oh. Maybe. And uh, what would you like for Christmas? I want a dog. A dog? But <gasps> Nate, oh, Dad over here. <laughs> won't let us get one. Everyone in our family wants a dog. Mom does, Elliot does, Everett does, I do, and Dad's like, no. Well, listen, can I tell you, we just got a dog. Her (gasps) name is Lola. But me and my husband said the same thing to our boys. You know why? What? Because we wanted them to be old enough to take care of the dog. That's really, really, really important. Yeah. And part of what you do taking care of a job dog is taking them out to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And sometimes that takes a while and it's multiple visits outside to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So we just figured it was important that our kids are old enough to know what the responsibility is like. Right. And I have to tell you, my youngest, Theodore, he's going to be 12 in February. He still doesn't really like to take the dog out. Yeah. But Matthew, my oldest, he's going to be 14. He does. So yeah. I think if you, you know, keep asking nicely about the dog, right? Yeah. And keep talking about how responsible you'll be with the dog, it might work out for you. I also want, um, I want like one of those like Polaroid cameras. Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. I love to take pictures on mom's phone. <laughs> like a thousand on there of me she needs to make a photo album called emmy's photos and just put put all of them in there because there's a lot of them well and i love the polaroids because those are old timey like when i was yeah. growing up the polaroid w- was a like, popular thing we didn't stuff. have an iphone or anything like that yeah um yeah and it came out and it was right away you would get your picture so that's how mm-hmm. cool that is and i love that that's coming back right now yeah yeah so you want that from santa yeah. Mm-hmm. Or from um, my parents. 
from your parents. Ah. Another question Emmy likes to ask Janice is mm. we're from Idaho, so she tries to ask every guest, what do you oh, ask? Yeah. How, how they like their potatoes. <gasps> oh. Like, have you ever been to Idaho and tried our famous potatoes? But if I do interviews like in person in Idaho, then we can't say, have you ever been to Idaho? Mm. Because they're already in Idaho. Smart. Yeah, yeah, you have to... And I want to come to Idaho, so maybe we can yeah. try them together. Yeah. Maybe that's the name of our show. Yeah. Janice goes to Idaho to see Emmy. So how about after this, we get New York pizza together, and then <gasps> when you come to Idaho, we can get Idaho potatoes together. Oh my gosh, that's a deal. Yes. There's a lot of really great places to get pizza in New York. It's a little confusing. Yeah, tell, it's like tell us where we should corner. go. For our first visit as a family, where do we need to go? Well, technically, it's not as a family. We left baby brother at home. True. Uh, Minus one. Okay, well, that's it's, it's important to be technically correct when it comes to family members. He would not like the plane ride. Though. No, I, yeah, and I don't know if, does he eat pizza at this point? No. He's allergic. <gasps> what? He's allergic to potatoes. No. That's his worst one. He's allergic to Idaho potatoes? Yeah, and he <gasps> live in Idaho. So it's very hard for him when, like, all the potatoes are, like, blossoming. I don't know how what the word is, but, like, when, <laughs> when they're, they're growing. They're growing because he'll get like, really sneezy and his eyes will be red. And... Now, potatoes don't grow on trees. I know. They grow on the ground. Right. I didn't know that. I mean, I just found that out. Yeah. yeah. Wait, when? Very recently. I, well, I did. I kind of knew they grew in the ground because of me. When I was like really little, at a potato field, they let you pick like free potatoes out. So okay. I remember like picking them out of the ground. So what's the best way that you enjoy eating potatoes? Mashed or mm. French fries or like basically any kind of. Potatoes. Me too. I don't think there's a bad potato. Uh, potato. No. And you know what? Where I'm from in well, Canada, unless they're spoiled. Oh, yeah. Actually. No, that's probably right. Or raw. Maybe that won't no be No raw good. potatoes. Yeah. No way. So when I interviewed, actually went to a potato farm. Like, he was talking with a potato farmer. And then the farmer, and then he's like, can I take some home? And he's like, the potato farmer, no, like, um, you can just eat them here. Uh -oh. So he made him bite into it raw <gasps> and dirty. Ew. And he said, no, it's not good. Oh, my gosh. That would almost turn me off of pota potatoes for life. But you don't want to be off of it. So listen, so where I'm from in Canada, there's something called poutine. Did we talk about this? Maybe. I don't know if we talk about this, but it so it's a French Canadian dish and it's French fries with gravy on top. And not just any gravy. It has to be the brown gravy. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And then they put something called cheese curds on top and they mm. melt the cheese. I think we had them at the fair. Oh, in yeah. Idaho. I'm sure yeah. it wasn't called poutine. It was probably called something different. Maybe. But you can also put other stuff like bacon and different kinds of cheese. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I need to, well, I don't think I tried. I think I tried out of fair, but I bet it tastes better like from Canada. Okay. Well, let's, let's just travel the world and eat food <gasps> together. <laughs> Traveling the world and eating food, Emmy. That yes. is so. Okay, I'm really excited now. Uh -huh. So this is your first trip to New York, no? Um, I've been here once for Drew Barrymore and then again for Drew Barrymore. So I this is my third trip, but it's our first trip first with all together. Yeah, it's oh. my first trip with mom and brother. Okay, well I am jealous of your relationship with Drew Barrymore. Uh, so 
I mean, I kind of feel like she's got to ask you first to do her the TV show together, right? Yeah. Well, we. Um, I was. My dad asked her to do an interview back, like after I did an interview with Keith Morrison. And Keith Morrison she, of Dateline. Yeah. Wow. Fellow Canadian. He was Fellow my Canadian. first famous interview. Was he? Was he fun? Yeah. Does he really talk like that? Yeah, he does. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay, so then what happened? And then um, Dad reached out to Drew, and she said, yeah, why don't Emmy just be on my show? And then they cut out my questions, and I was sad about that. But it's okay now. They, they ran out of time. She was supposed to ask questions, but they ran out of time. And so I she was, was she cried. She cried and cried. Oh. And they called two hours later and said, can she come on tomorrow again? So they had her back the next day <laughs> yeah. and then she signed as a contributor for the show oh. and it just took off. So you have a contract and, then, and everything yeah, with them? Yeah, but we realized I've only been on Drew's show. We've never been on, she's never been on Seven Questions. So <gasps> that's why we're here. We're going to do a Seven Questions and Ruth her and then I'm going to go on her show again. Oh, wow. Are you nervous about that? Well, like I don't know, not really, because I've done it multiple times over Zoom with her and in person. And she seems really nice. Yeah, she is so nice. Yeah, that's good to hear. It's not just for the cameras. Right. I I agree with you. Sometimes I think some of these stars, they're just nice for the camera, but it's nice to hear that she's nice off the camera. Now, do you know what questions you're going to ask her? Um, I'm going to ask her some acting tips because I was in The Lion King and I was Nala. You were in The Lion King? Yeah, not the Broadway one. Like, it wasn't as good as the Broadway one. But I was in Lion King Jr. and I was young Nala. And how did that go? Good. It was really fun. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I cried when it's over because I have all these friends from it and it was so fun. Is that something you want to do when you get older? Yeah, probably. Well, maybe, I don't know, because I want to be a reporter, but I also want to be an actor, but I also want to be a dolphin trainer, but I also want to do a lot of things. <laughs> I think that's important. I think you, you can't just say you're going to do one thing, because you might yeah. be disappointed if you don't get that job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Janice, can I ask you a question? Yes. As, as a dad of Emmy, talking to someone who's very authentic on television, you, and real in real life and on TV, what advice do you have for her to maintain that? authenticity and humility and I think she's spark. doing it. I mean, I think you're being you and that's the best advice I could give anybody because you know what? I've been here for a long, long, long time and it gets really hard to pretend you're somebody else for a really, yeah. really long time. Yeah. So everybody that you see on Fox, I would say like Dana Perino and Bill mm-hmm. Hammer and all those people that you see, they're really like that in real life. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important because people are having you in their homes on TV, right? They're yeah. inviting you into their homes. And I feel like you owe them to be yourself. Yeah. Of course. Like, I don't like, like, I don't want to be like, I don't like, like, I can like you, but, like, uh, I don't really like the people who are, like, very mean. Like, they scream at people. I well, like, agree. If they, well, it's not like, like, if they're, like, go do this right now. Yeah. But they're like, oh, thank you so much <laughs> on camera. Like, And there are people like that. But, you know, I feel yeah. like 
they might not be happy in their own lives. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel kind of bad for those people instead of being angry at them mm -hmm. because I kind of feel like if you're like that, you got something going on in your life. There's more, more Probably, things going yeah. on behind the scenes that you, that you're mean to people, right? Yeah. But you're not, you're amazing. Uh -huh, thank you. Okay. So you're going to see Drew Barrymore and then you need the best place for pizza, which I'm working on. Okay. My husband is from Brooklyn and he might have some suggestions. I'm doing an interview later today um, with Dan Gutman. Yeah? Yeah, he is the author of the Weird School books, and I love those books. Oh, and wow. So, yeah. Those are good books. I've never heard of those books before. You can buy them for your kids. Oh, yeah? yeah. So what are they about? It's um, about this kid, and like he has all these weird teachers. So, like, Miss Daisy is crazy, and, like, other ones, like... Um, Mrs. Coco is loco or something oh. like that. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay, that's awesome. Um, well, I am really, really happy that you came. I'm and so happy I'm here with you. Aw, and I loved our time together on Fox and Friends. And I loved so our times fun. together when we were doing the seven questions. And we're going to have to come. I have a feeling that we, you and I are going to do something else together. I have a feeling too. Oh, it's like magic. I know. Right? It's like we just met and we already really like each other. Yeah, even though, well, it's like you first met people when you're actually seeing them in person. That's giving true. Giving them a hug. I know. I loved giving you a hug. I love that you love giving hugs. And you know what I also like? I love that you have really awesome parents. Yeah, I do have very awesome parents <laughs> and I have an awesome brother. I have two awesome brothers. And what about your other brothers? Do they, do they want to do what you do? I don't think my br that one wants to be a video game, right? He wants to be a video gamer. Emmett? Yeah. Yeah. Everett. Yeah. Everett, I am sorry, You're Everett. You're fine. Everyone gets. My mom even gets them confused. Oh, that's okay. Cause and our other one's Elliot, and he just watches Spidey, so I don't know what he wants. To that's do. okay. He he's four. He's four. <laughs> and he plays Hot Wheels, so maybe he wants to be like an engineer or something. Well, I, I'm really glad that you came today. You did so amazing doing the weather. Like I said, I, in my 20 years here, I don't think I've had that many emails from really important people telling me that that little girl was amazing. But you're not little. You're a young lady. I can be called little. It's fine. <laughs> Emmy, it's such a pleasure. And I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. And I'm so glad that my I got to meet your your dad, Nate, because I feel like yeah. meeting him brought me on this journey to meet you. Yeah. And I can't wait to do great things together. Uh-huh. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> Have fun with Drew Barrymore. Tell her okay. I said hello. And, uh, and, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Okay. Can I actually ask you what you want for Christmas? <gasps> oh, that's a My first question. one. Okay. Have you seen the movie A Christmas Story? Maybe. Okay. So it, it's it's a it's a movie that was released almost 40 years ago. Your dad will probably know. Yeah. Um, and the little kid in it who's now my age, his name is Peter Billingsley. Yeah. And he's a child he was a child actor mm -hmm. and a really nice person as well. And yeah. he came on the podcast to talk about the new movie, which is a sequel to a Christmas story. <gasps> and he was talking about a microphone that they mm -hmm. used 
40 years ago to do oh. that movie for the narration. Do you yeah. know what narration is? Yeah. O- over like, a movie? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, one yeah. day this boy did this, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I love microphones, okay, yeah. because I've been doing this a long time. And he told me the exact name of the microphone that they used for both movies. And I said, oh, my gosh, I think I'm going to ask Santa for that. Now, it is a very special microphone. I don't know how possible that is, but I am adding it to my list. The, That's cool. But you know what? I have everything I've ever wanted, so I don't yeah. feel like I have any gifts that I want. Actually, you being here was a really great <laughs> gift. Well, and it's decorated here cool, so that's a good gift, too. Yes. But hopefully no one lights the tree on fire this No, year. no, no, no. We've, uh, we've got good security this year. Good. And you gave me a really good gift of the Idaho potato. Yes. Tell me quickly about that. So it's an Idaho spuddy buddy. Spuddy buddy. And he's adorable. I have, um, I, I gave Janice, like, a tiny one. Yep. But I have a big one at my oh. house that's, like... It's like like very big. Yeah. It's and probably, um, I don't know. It's like this big. Yeah. Yeah. I um I love it. It's gonna go on my Christmas tree. Yes. Now, do I make a wish on Spuddy Buddy? If you, you want to. Just eat potatoes while you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I can't wait to try potatoes in Idaho with you, and um, and I think you were amazing on Fox and Friends, and I Thank so you. enjoy seeing you in person. I can't wait to give you another hug. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Thank you so much, Nate and Emmy. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. You're such a pleasure to be continued. Yes, and hopefully I can be on the show again oh, with you. It's happening. Yeah. Even, maybe if I go on vacation, they'll they'll just call you and you could fill in. Yeah. Would ex- you do that? Except I might have to do it on Zoom because I don't know that we could fly to New York every time you're sick or on vacation. You know what? During the pandemic, <laughs> I did a lot of the weather from home. So yeah. it's it's very p- possible. It could happen. It could happen. Stay tuned. You can get an apartment in New York for half of the year. Okay. Oh, I'm in. Maybe during the summer because not during the winter because then I have to miss a lot of school. So. I'll talk to my boss. Okay. <laughs> If you're listening, boss, I'd love to work here. (laughs) Emmy, you're the best. And you made the dean's list. Yes. I'll make sure I get you the sticker. You made the Eaton list. That's right. (laughs) Yay. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. All right. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Thank you, Emmy, for that amazing interview. I can't wait to take it on the road for the Emmy and JD show. Even if it's just me coming to visit you in Idaho and sampling all the wonderful ways we can eat potatoes. I love you, Emmy. Next up, my friends Janet Curran and Connie Fredman, who have both teamed up to write one of the cutest children's books I've ever seen. Antoine's Tale is a wonderful story about a real-life rescue dog named Antoine that highlights his most important accomplishments in life. He makes friends wherever he goes despite the challenges he's gone through. It's a story of courage, family, and perseverance told by Antoine himself with wonderful photographs to document his journey. Here's my conversation with author Janet Curran and Connie Fredman, owner of Connie's Health Resort, where Antoine lives today with all of his other furry friends. Please welcome Janet and Connie to the Janice Dean Podcast. 
Okay, I've got Janet and Connie with me. Now, where are you, Janet? Tell me where you're located. Uh, I'm in Kansas City. Okay, and Connie? Uh, that's where I live. I'm in, I'm in Colorado. Now, Colorado. how did you two ladies find each other? Actually, I, I had a... have a business called Canine Health Resort, and at the time when I first met Janet, uh, most of my clients were CSU dogs, Colorado State University dogs getting radiation treatment. And at the time, most of the treatment took about a month for the dogs to go through the whole treatment. And so my business was primarily those dogs, rather than living at the kennels at Colorado State, that hospital, I had them come live here and I'd take them into their treatment every day because most people can't take a month out of their lives to come stay here for treatment. And so her, I met her through her St. Bernard Max because he had come for radiation treatment for his cancer. Oh, my goodness. Janet, tell me about Max. Oh, Max was a, you know, a really important part of our family. I've got four children, and Max was a St. Bernard that we rescued, and he ended up with a, an osteosarcoma. And Connie's right, you know, um, it's difficult when you have four children and you have a sick dog that needs treatment. Um, and I, it's, it's apparent when you go to Connie's, you realize that these dogs that are living there actually think they're living at the Taj Mahal. <laughs> I mean, they get bedtime cookies and she is so loving. And all of the animals that are at Connie's have, you know, one impairment or they're there for, for um, uh, forever care like a hospice or they they're getting treatments and somehow they operate as one big family and it's incredible. Connie, when did so, you when did you start doing this? It is really you are an angel here on earth to take care of our <laughs> sick puppies. I started I started my business in 2003 and I had I had a full-time job but I was a co-owner of an of another business and so I had a little bit of flexibility. And uh, I had a dog who had to have knee surgery back in 2002, and I decided I didn't want to have a credit card debt because, I mean, thinking what it is now, it's like, ooh, that was nothing. But back then, um, I decided to work part-time at the vet hospital after I went from my other job, and I would see the dogs back in the kennels that were just sitting there waiting for their next treatment the next morning and they go back to the kennels and they get out maybe four or five times a day for a walk. And it was just very depressing. So I asked if the dogs could go home with a student or whatever. And they said, yeah, they could with the owner's permission, but the students were so busy and had a lot of dogs at their house and it just wasn't feasible. So I delved into it further and asked if it was something I could do. So had to go and had a presentation in front of the oncology board and had to have license and insurance and all that stuff. And that's, that's how my business started. And it got to the point where I could quit my, my real job and do this full time. It sounds like it's rewarding, but it also must be heartbreaking. Well, you know, you know, I can, I can not heartbreaking because the people who, who, get treatment for their dogs are doing everything they possibly can do to give their dogs a much better quality of life. So it's not like I'm a veterinarian where people come in and say, I can't afford to do this 
so put my dog down. Mm. Those aren't and, those aren't my clients. My my clients, and they're not rich. They're just doing what they need to do for their dog. Mm-hmm. But but Janice, I, I can uh, I can attest that over the time that I've known Connie, at least five dogs have been there for hospice. So the owner is basically, you know, realizing they're they're not going to be able to take care of of an animal that's, you know, in its final days. Well, those dogs, some of them have lived four more years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> yeah. Some so. exceed their prognosis. And, and that exactly. just goes to show you what a loving environment can do. I mean, not just dogs, human beings as well. One person told me that the difference with my place is the dogs are not a patient. Mm. They get to be dogs. Yeah. And I treat them like dogs. And they're with other dogs, and they get to run and play and go on walks and swim, and they're not in a clinical environment. Mm-hmm. Well, And that, that is true. I mean, they, um, they get to go to the pond sometimes twice a day. Uh, Connie has a huge pond party. Um, and dogs come from all over the community. And what's amazing, Janice, is that I've seen so many dogs come into Connie's when there may be uh, 14 dogs there and never see an altercation. Hmm. It's like there's this uh, just aura or communication between the animals. Hey, you know, we've got this or we've got that, and they all get along. It's just amazing. That's wonderful. Now, Janet, how did you come to write the story about Antoine? Well, it was in 2012, and I was pretty active with the animal shelters in Kansas City. And I saw a picture of a, a husky that was six months old that was paralyzed and dragging his back legs. And I asked the shelter if um, the the animal knew, like, when it had to go to the bathroom, et cetera, like his bodily functions. And they said, yes. And so I um, decided to send the dog to uh, Colorado State University to get some x-rays. Well, I actually had it x-rayed in Kansas City, and nobody could really figure it out. It was just, I mean, it was pretty messed up, the x-rays. So sent him to Colorado State University where um, they – discovered in about a day that he had Neospora, which is a parasite that um, attacks the uh, muscular system. Correct, Connie? What it does is it's a, it's a parasite the mother dog has, in, and the puppies can get it in utero. And what it does is it, it makes the hind limb muscles contract. So the puppies are usually called when they start to show signs of not being able to be mobile. Or if they do survive that um, it'll work its way up to the diaphragm and they die from respiratory distress. Most dogs don't live past six months. Six months. Wow. Mm -hmm. And Antoine will be 11 next year. Oh. Oh. Tell me about Antoine. He just is an amazing dog. He has an infectious personality and just an amazing you know, resilience to all of these adversities that he's had in his life. And, you know, when the doctor, Dr. Felix Dorr, uh, met him, you know, he, he, really ha- he really had to evaluate uh, this dog that was completely paralyzed, knowing that the, the illness itself 
um, you know, the prognosis wasn't good. And he did an experimental surgery. Um, and it, it worked. I mean, it was a long medical journey. Antoine uh, had to go into, you know, lots of rehab, lots of support systems, wheelchair, and then learning to walk again. But what was really fun for me was watching this dog discover life for the first time. Hmm. You know, being able to uh, sniff a cat or, you know, roll in the grass, um, just just seeing life. Mm-hmm. And everyone that sees Antoine, everyone that he, you know, like he works now with uh, children with disabilities and uh, he's just, he's infectious. They all love him. And I mean, he had a story to tell and I just wanted to be sure he could do it. Hmm. So how did that all come about? Because I've written children's books before and it's tough. Uh, Not going to lie. You know, you think out in the beginning, oh, this is going to be easy. I have a great idea. For me, it was a a frog who loved to forecast the weather, but to, <laughs> to get there, and I have five of those children's books out. I'm very proud of it, Freddie the Frogcaster. Um, but to get to that moment where you have somebody that says, that's a great idea. I go back, you know, 10 years before that, where I had the idea of writing a children's book uh, to help kids understand why severe weather happens, why thunderstorms happen. Because I think as kids, you know, you get scared about weather. And if, if you have parents that don't quite know how to tell their kids what happens in the atmosphere, um, it can be scary. So that's the that was the premise of my journey into writing children's books. And I had a lot of rejection. I had a lot of rejection letters. Even though people thought it was a great idea to write children's weather books, there was just, um, no, that's not the right character. You've got to go this way. And But it always stayed in my mind. And so when I go out and I talk to kids about being a writer of children's books, I always say, just if you have an idea that you love and you believe in, keep at it. Keep trying. So I I wonder for you, how was that journey? It's a wonderful idea uh, to have Antoine in a children's book, but to sell that idea, you know, that's that's pretty impressive as well. Well, one of the first things that I did um, about six months into his journey, he was just in a wheelchair, was I, I hired a friend of mine in Kansas City, um, Elena Cochran, she is an amazing pet photographer, to begin, um, you know, taking photographs, in, which she has done for the last nine years, um, taking pictures of Antoine as he, you know, goes through all these different um, stages. So the book itself, Janice, funny you should, you should say that about children's books. The, this book over the past 10 years has been so many different iterations. Mm. It's gone from a 160 page adult book to a coffee table book because Antoine, it, it does have this amazing story, but you have to realize at Connie's house, Antoine is a chapter of, of, of what goes on at her house. Yeah. So there's so many stories that are there of all the animals that we began covering um, she, Elena began taking pictures of lots of the different animals that were there that Connie was taking care of. Antoine, um, with the personality that he has, Connie has um, made three of her dogs official certified therapy dogs. And so they get to go out into the community and actually help children, help adults, the college students, 
wherever they go. So anyway, I, I finally, um, we, I was working with an editor at Andrews McMeal and they were fabulous and they uh, pin, kind of pinpointed the target audience as children. Mm. And so that's where we are today. I think it's important too to get, you know, get kids at a young age thinking about those things, right? It it inspires empathy, uh being kind to others, um looking past disabilities. Um you know, I I really think that was the best advice to have kids kind of experience Antoine and you know, parents get to read the book to their kids so they learn through that way of of teaching their children what it's like and how to take care of a dog like Antoine. Oh, that's so true. I mean, Antoine taught all of us that, you know, even though he had these differences, he was going to walk his own way. He was going to, you know, navigate life his own way. And we had to accept that, you know, um, a lot of people may have felt that because after surgery, he had one leg that was about three inches longer than the other. And he used his legs like a, like almost like a, a crutch. One leg, it, they kind of look like they're crossing over in the back, and that's how he he runs. Mm. And and you know, you as a human, you can't try to fix that. That's just the way he is, and that that was an important um, message for all of us to accept Antoine the way he is. Mm-hmm. He's just a beautiful dog. Yeah. So. And Connie, how has it affected your life, you know, seeing this book in print uh, and having your work sort of acknowledged? Um, it must be kind of wonderful. Well, it is because it was a long time coming. We had many, 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 many photo sessions <laughs> over over the years. And Antoine has a point where he's like, uh, no more. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we had to, you know, work around him and whatever mood he was in, in at that day. Um, but he's been he's been very tolerant, and he he adores adulation. I mean, that's his favorite thing. So he's always very friendly, going up to people and kids, especially. And he has quite the memory, and he remembers people from a long time ago. Um, he definitely knows Janice and her husband, Pat. Um, even though he doesn't live with them, he still definitely knows they're his, that they are his mom and dad. Oh. Um, so that, that's always fun to see when he, he sees, oh, it's Janet and Pat, yay! <laughs> uh, <laughs> talk to him Connie, what do you tell, you know, humans who own dogs that, you know, that have issues? What... How do you guide them in knowing what to do, what's best for the dog and what's best for the family taking care of them? You know, that's, that's funny you should mention that now because the rehab clinic where he has been going for years, uh, at least twice a week, they have just started. They have a uh, social worker who is starting up a, a grief counseling and then also she has a support group for people with what we call down dogs. Those are dogs that, that can't walk for whatever reason. If they, and they may, they may be eventually getting to walk through their rehab. But most people, it, it just comes on suddenly. 
you know, hit that car or have what they call an FCE, which is a spinal stroke, and the dog goes down. Um, and how do you deal with it? Well, I've been dealing with it not just with Antoine but with other dogs. So I'm I'm going to be a resource and say, okay, this is how you express a dog. This is how you get them in and out of their wheelchair, and this, you know, that kind of thing. Because who tells you that? Yeah. Most veterinarians don't have that experience. They see dogs for 15, 20 minutes, and then they move on to the next one, mm-hmm. and they don't see how dogs live at home and how they how you adjust your home to make it livable for your dog mm-hmm. and prepare them also for the eventual maybe they aren't going to walk again then what do you do mm-hmm. so and then i also will offer respite because there there's respite homes for for children with disabilities whose families just need a break and so that's what i can do for these people with down dogs because I can do it. Oh my goodness. I love that. Do you have any stories that come to mind of dogs you've, you've, you've had that have, I don't know, touched your life? I know that that's kind of asking what child you love the most, but (laughs) do you have any stories you can tell us other than Antoine? Of course, his story is amazing, Uh, but I'm sure every, every dog has its own personality and, and, and is a gift here on earth. Oh, that is true. Stay right there. We'll have more of this story coming up. Well, you know, Janice, when I first met Antoine, I had only met him for a a day, and you know, because I took him to my own vet for x-rays. And then I had an opportunity to send him to Colorado State and University. And um, I, I, I thought to myself, I mean, I was really torn because here I was sending this animal that I did not know at all off on this big medical journey. And so I actually, um, and then they called him Blue. Blue was his name because he'd been in shelters and fosters care, and they all called him Blue because of his eyes. How did you find Antoine? How did you find him? He was posted. I saw a poster at one of the shelters. Got it. But anyway, I thought to myself, well, before I send this animal off on this long journey, I'm going to talk, I use an animal communicator, and I thought I'm going to talk to the communicator and kind of just get a read on what, he really, you know, is this, is this a path he would like to, to take? Mm-hmm. And the one thing that came out of, <laughs> out of her reading was that he wanted to change his name, ah. that he was much more powerful, that he was much, he was feeling more, uh, more empowered, regal. I don't know, however you want to put it. And he wanted his new name to be Antoine. <laughs> I love it. There is something very regal about Antoine. (laughs) And I knew right there that this dog, you know, was was going to have an impact. Um, Okay, so we've got Connie. Connie, I want you to tell me the story about the about the uh, the dog that you were that you were describing to us earlier. The Great Dane. Yes. So Carrie. So she she was cured by her surgery and was that was at six months old. And then when she was age seven. She was diagnosed with a disease called wobblers. Yes. And it's a, it's a narrowing of the spinal column in the neck. And it's a Great Dane, predominantly Great Dane and Doberman disease. And she's a Great Dane and she got it. And she's now almost nine and a half. Mm. She's gone. She's down as far as she cannot get herself up and walking. Um, she needs assistance for that. And she goes to rehab three days a week, 
because I have pet insurance. And she's happy. I don't know how much longer she has, but I can manage her. So that's why she's still alive. And that's what I want to give hope to other people with this, with dogs that are down like she is. That Yeah, you know, they can lead a good quality of life if you are able to manage them. Yes. So. Absolutely. Um, And there is just something so special about animals. You know, I just, we just, we, we just got our first dog, um, Lola, and we love her. And, and it's funny because I, I grew up with dogs um, and obviously love them. And my husband did too. Um, But there is something special bringing that pet into your family that brings unconditional love. Like when I go home and, you know, she greets me at the door, it's like the best thing that's ever happened. You know, like she misses me. She's crying. She's so happy to see me. I mean, it just it just brings such joy into our family. And we would love Lola no matter what. You know, I know that already. And we would provide a family home regardless of whatever happens. So, you know, I I think that that's something that people have to think about when they do adopt or, or, or get a dog or a a family pet is that, you know, through sickness and, or, and health, you have to, you know, you have to love this dog unconditionally. You should. And I, that's why when I thought I fostered dogs for a couple of different rescues and I, Tell them when they, when somebody adopts them. I said, first thing you need to do is get pet insurance. Yes, because that will that may save your dog's life. Absolutely, it's the first piece of advice we got too. Like right away, get the yep. pet insurance. Yep. And um, well, go ahead, Janet. Well, uh, Janice, one thing that we're we're hopeful for is um, the proceeds of the book will go to Antoine's fund, and um, hopefully. Because he'll be dispersing funds to Connie to the Canine Health Resort, and I've seen I've seen dogs come in uh, to Connie's that perhaps the family can't afford the wheelchair, or yes. you know maybe they need a, a specific treatment, or you know just basically helping these disabled dogs live fulfilling lives, and that's the purpose of the book. So that was the the drive for donation to. A place like Connie's that just, you know, they're just, I don't, I don't know that I've ever heard of another place that does what she does. I think it's so so important, Connie. You're right. I mean, what you're doing, we should have more of you. We need more Connie's on this earth. That's right. (laughs) We do. No, it's, it's just remarkable to visit Connie and see her take this herd of, of disabled dogs down to the pond and all of them swim. Mm. And even the ones in wheelchairs can, can can dip in. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> and how can people so, get the book about Antoine? Well, it's um, Amazon has it. Um, and I think Barnes and Noble. Um, and I also have a, a, a boutique in Kansas City. It's, it's another arm of the uh, 501 uh, C3 that is that that uh, we donate the proceeds there to a children's charity and one of the shelters in Kansas City. Uh, we also sell it online, and that would be Do Good Co. Um, but it, it, Antoine is lots of fun to follow 
on his Instagram and his Facebook, which is just Antoine's Tale. Oh, I didn't so, know that. He's on social yes. media. He's on social media. Has thirty thousand followers <gasps> on face, Facebook, and he is. Um, yeah, he, and then you, there is you actually get to see a lot of the other dogs that are at Connie's, which is which is really fun fun to follow. And, and, um, and you can see him running because people will be like, "Oh, poor dog," and it's like, "Look at this dog's life! Come on." <laughs> he doesn't you know, know he it. he know he knows what he knows. He doesn't know anything else. <laughs> Well, that's right, and he loves horses. He loves, loves horses. horses. Yes, and he has a he has a love affair with one of the donkeys here too. <laughs> well, see, I I see a whole children's book series about Antoine's adventures, <laughs> his antics. Yes, yes, but Amazon, I think, uh, is. I mean, it's it's you know everything's on Amazon, so yeah, it's the easiest place to go. Right. Well, yeah. Well, it's a pleasure, and I will be following Antoine on social media. I can't believe I haven't done that already. So, you know, I'll make sure that that happens. And uh, Janet and Connie, uh, thank you for joining me. Connie, you really are an angel here on Earth. Thank you for taking care of our sweet dogs, our sweet animals that need some extra TLC. No, it's my pleasure. Janice, thank you so much for having us. It was uh, really meaningful to us both. And... um, and I'm going to go get your children's books. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know um, I do this thing called the Dean's List every day on Fox News Radio. It's a good news story uh, that they put in between the, the programs and the commercials. And I and once in a while, I get a really great dog uh, story. So Antoine makes the doggy Dean's List. Yay! Oh, yay! Awesome. Well, we'll put that on our social media. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Maybe someday That's I can great. maybe someday I can uh and come out and and meet you ladies and Antoine in person. I would like that. Oh, we'll invite you, you to the That'd annual pond party in July. There's an annual what? Pond party in July. <gasps> A pond party? That sounds like Freddie the yes. Frogcaster can come too. <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> and Lola. And Lola. Oh, I love it. Okay, count me in. I am definitely RSVPing. Perfect. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Janet thank you, and Connie. Janet. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Janet and Connie and Antoine. I really hope I get to meet you all in person. I really hope I get to meet you both in person and, of course, Antoine, the inspiration for this incredible book. If you're looking for a great Christmas or birthday gift, I highly recommend Antoine's Tale. And it's not just for kids. I think adults could use a reminder of what's truly important in life, despite some of the challenges we face. You can get your copy on Amazon or at independent bookstores in Kansas City called Rainy Day Books and Learning Tree. We love you, Antoine. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.
Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.